This is the Brothers on Books podcast, the greatest podcast with the best brothers talking about the best books. Please welcome your hosts, Jack and Alex, the Brothers on Books. What to do, what to do. This is the Brothers on Books podcast where we find great books that will give you real value and actionable steps and have fun in the process. Please reach out to us at brothersonbooks at gmail.com for any book recommendations or if you'd like to be a guest host for a particular book you have in mind. A great review or a rating on whichever platform you're listening to this would be greatly appreciated. And lastly, if you can think of any friend, family member, or coworker that might like this episode, please pass it along. For the original episodes, the OGs, please visit brothersonbooks.com. And I would like to state that we are now on Instagram at Brothers on Books and on Twitter at B underscore O underscore B underscore podcast. So this week, I will be doing a solo mission on the compound effect. This is a great book by Darren Hardy, a book I read years ago. And oddly enough, it kind of forgotten how much it had impacted my life. It really talks about goal setting and staying consistent. Darren Hardy is a huge believer in consistency, but says people just don't know how to sustain it. And this is the principle of reaping huge rewards from a series of small, smart choices. And if you haven't experienced the compound effect, I would recommend doing something very small every single day to get closer to a goal. Because smart, even small choices with consistency over time add up to a radical difference. I think a good example early on in this book, he talks about the magic penny. And if I gave you the choice of having $3 million or one penny that doubles for 31 days, which one would you pick? And I'll actually share my screen because I think it'll be cool to see this. So if you're watching on YouTube, it might be a little easier to visualize. But this is a penny that doubles for 31 days and by day 15, you're still at $163.84. By day 25, you're at $167,772.16. So not even really close to the 3 million. By day 29, you're at about 2.7 million. Now day 30, so it took you 30 days to surpass the $3 million, the alternative option. So at day 30, you have $5,368,709.12. And then at day 31 is when it really jumps and you got $10,737,418.24. So a lot of people hear the penny option that doubles every two days and don't think it's possible that it could possibly be more than $3 million. But there you have it. It just goes to show you that you need to stop thinking about the small near-term effects and start thinking long-term. We talk a lot about this in the infinite banking concept and just goal setting in general. Chapter two is about choices. And he had a good part that says, once you start tracking your life, your attention will be focused on the smallest things you're doing right, as well as the smallest things you're doing wrong. So I think in my life, the thing I started tracking was my net worth. And it immediately brought attention to where my money was going and was my overall wealth number or net worth increasing. And just because your net worth is increasing, I guess, doesn't mean you're like wealthy per se, because if you can't have, if you don't have access to it, that that's another issue, I guess. So 
you might not be able to just quit your job just because you have a high net worth right now, depending on where the money is. But if whatever gets measured, gets managed is a good way to summarize that. And if you focus on that and you track it, then you'll probably give more attention to it and you'll think twice about spending something frivolous or buying that extra frappuccino or whatever, which I unfortunately do too often. So chapter three is about habits. And this is probably, I think, the best chapter. Successful people aren't necessarily more intelligent or talented than anyone else, but their habits take them to great places. So I liked that that quote. He had a mentor, Jim Rohn. If you go on YouTube, you can get some great videos of Jim Rohn quotes. Here's one of his really good quotes. If you want to have more, you have to become more. Success is not something you pursue. What you pursue will elude you. It can be like trying to chase butterflies. Success is something you attract by the person you become. And he says, you are a conglomerate of your choices, your behaviors, your habits, and then over time, the compound. And then hopefully you'll reach your goals through those. And he makes the point that habits are learned so they can be unlearned. So if if you feel like you have some bad habits, there's some hope that you can get those gone. So in order to break your bad habits, you have to identify your triggers, clean house, swap the habit ease in or jump in. And he recommends running what he calls a vice check where you go 30 days without something that you found to be a bad, or you think it might be a bad habit. So for me, I have a lot of green tea frappuccinos at Starbucks. I've been trying to make them more myself. So for the next 30 days, I'm going to try to go without buying any coffee or drinks in coffee shops. So I'll be making all of my drinks and we'll see if I'm okay after the 30 days. I have a feeling I'll be okay and it won't have negatively affected my life. So on the flip side, how about what does he say on getting good habits? So he says it does take some research or the research says it takes 300 instances of positive reinforcement to turn a new habit into an unconscious practice. And he mentions the point that you can set yourself up to succeed by putting some safeguards or putting your environment into place. So for example, don't join a gym that's 30 miles away if that's going to prevent you from going. Or if you work late a lot of times and the gym closes at six, well, that's not going to be a good setup for you. So you need to find something that fits your schedule and your life. And I will say that I have started, I'm not lifting as much, but I do the X3 that we discussed in Dr. John Jaquish's episode weightlifting is a waste of time. That was episode 19. And I takes me like 10, 15 minutes a day. And I've been doing it like six days a week. And it's phenomenal. I've really been seeing some results. And I, I think it has to do with just fitting my lifestyle. And it's, it's right in my house. I don't have to go anywhere. So it's incredibly convenient. If you're trying to like clean up your diet or clean up a habit. He says to think about addition, not subtraction. So if you're trying to eat better, think more like, oh, I'll get to eat more spinach and more cool, I don't know, veggies and fruits, fruit bowls, acai bowls, things like that. Don't think of it as you're taking things away from your life. He also says, if you do a public display of accountability, for example, state what you'll do in a public place. So if you were to post on Facebook, you know, I'm going to lose uh, 10 pounds over the next year. Or I'm going to write a book in the next year. 
So that would be an example of a public display of accountability. He also says finding a success buddy can be helpful. In the book he was talking about, there's a guy he calls every Friday or once a week and discusses, you know, their wins, their losses for the week and their aha moments. So that's kind of a cool idea. In some ways, I actually feel like this podcast is a little bit like that for me because I'm kind of pressured to keep up my reading pace. So Al and I keep on track. And he says another way of getting good habits is competition and camaraderie. And then also don't forget to celebrate. You should celebrate the small wins. And well, my wife and I started a land flipping class that did cost a lot. Of, it, it felt like a lot of money. And it did put a strain, but we're hoping to see results later. And we just had our first land sale. So we had bought a property and sold it. And we're going to go out to dinner to celebrate that. So it's always helpful to go back in time and look at how far you've come through the journey of reaching your goal. In terms of gaining momentum and keeping the momentum, he talks about a morning routine. And his morning routine involves a gratitude practice. and thinking about three things one can do to get closer to their goal. And honestly, I must have taken that and put it into 15 weeks to pass an actuarial exam, the book I wrote, because I had kind of forgotten that they talked about that. But I absolutely started journaling and writing something I'm grateful for every morning and then putting three mini goals for the day when I was struggling with the actuarial exam. So I most definitely got it from this book and just had forgotten that. So that's kind of fun to look back on. Now, in terms of influences, it's kind of scary to think about, I think. So he talks about three forms of influences. One is input. Two would be like associations, like the people you hang out with. And then three would be your environment or external forces. And he talks about garbage in, garbage out a lot, which for like a data scientist or anyone who's looking at data, you're constantly thinking about how good is your data, how good is the information you're bringing in. And for like a person that could be physically like the food you're bringing into your body. So if you're going to just eat junk food and fast food and drink Coke and beer, well, that's not going to help your brain function at a high level. So it'd be garbage in, garbage out. Now, the associations, he says there's a lot of truth to that idea that you're kind of the average of the five people that you hang out with the most. Now, that can kind of be uncomfortable, I think, because you have to do an inventory of the people you're hanging out with. And should this person be, I guess, relegated to, he kind of calls them three minute, three hour and three day people. So like, you know, you can have some friends where the most you can take them for is like three minutes, or maybe you can spend a few hours with them at a time, but you wouldn't want to go on a long vacation with them. So you kind of have to do an inventory of the people you're hanging around. Because if you're trying to like lose weight and all the people you hang around with when you go out to eat, they're getting burgers and constantly getting beers and Cokes, that might not be the best thing for you to do because you'll slowly over time probably absorb some of those habits that they're partaking in. Now, in terms of the external environment, we kind of touched on that, like with creating an environment that is conducive to helping you reach your goals. Like if your gym is 30 minutes away, it's not super conducive to helping you get fit 
lifting weights or whatever. If you were to put something in your house or get a gym that's closer, that might help you. Or if you just remove all of the junk food from your house, you don't even have the option to get any junk food. And he talks about addition by subtraction in terms of getting rid of the things that are broken in your life or that make you cringe. And I guess the thing that I was thinking about on this is just my professional life. There's some people that are are a little too negative, I think. And I'm thinking I might need to limit my exposure to them going forward. Now, not in my nine to five job, just in other things. And he makes a point, you get in life what you tolerate. So that's kind of an interesting thought to have. So in conclusion, I would say this book is very good. It's a very quick read. It's only like 150 pages, a lot of good examples. One other example that I liked that he brought up was just that, and this is like over time, it really little things can make a huge difference. There's a good example of a plane that starts off in LA. If the nose of the plane is pointed to New York City, if the nose of the plane is off even by a degree, you can end up 150 miles off course, either like in Delaware or Albany, New York. So just a little bit in either direction, you can be way off. So maybe if you have some goal, if you do that little bit extra, if you're lifting weights, if you do that extra rep or, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger talks about that cheating principle where you might bend your body in a certain way. So you activate different muscles and you can do a couple more reps than you thought you could once you've hit your max. So I tried that this morning and it did reinvigorate me and I got like three more reps in just by bending my knees a little bit on um, bent row. So it's kind of interesting and I'll... uh take that again. And this is a book that even I've read it twice now, and it's still a great book. I picked up some different things this go around, and this will be a book I'll probably read every couple of years just to refresh and reinforce some of the good things I've picked up and try to do an inventory of the bad habits I may have picked up as well. So with that, please reach out to us at brothersonbooks at gmail.com for any book recommendations, or if you'd like to be a guest host for a particular book you have in mind, a great review or rating on whichever platform you're listening to this would be greatly appreciated. And lastly, if you can think of any friend, family member, or coworker that might like this episode, please pass it along. For the original episodes of the OGs, please visit brothersonbooks.com. Now, next week, Al will be back and we will be discussing When Breath Becomes Air. This is by Paul Kalanti, I think is how you pronounce it, but not totally sure. And he was a neurosurgeon that unfortunately got cancer in his mid-30s. And he's a very good writer and definitely a touching story. So we will see you then.